Hi everyone and welcome to episode 130 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with the lovely Lauren. Hi guys, I can't believe we are up to 130 now. Yeah, That's crazy. getting old. I know, we are. Oh, you're getting old. That makes me sad. Well, you are too. I know. We're collectively getting old. Yeah. As a podcast and also as individuals. As a hybrid, as yeah. a hive. Everyone is getting old every day. That's very deep, Daryls. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we are back with our podcast. Um, it's been a crazy weekend. And yeah. And that's why this may not be 100% coherent. Yes. Um, yeah, I I can't even. Like, I, my, um, yeah, I've kind of gone through stages of recovery. Show you right now. <laughs> I've gone through stages of recovery. So, like, the first day, I couldn't pretty much, like, keep my eyes open. I was, like, falling asleep at every chance. I think I went to bed at about 8 o'clock at night or something crazy. Yeah. Um, And then yesterday, I was just in so much pain. Like, my knees were aching. Everything was just aching. And then now today, it's just my upper body is just in pain. So... So we're yeah, getting there. We're uh, going to talk about exactly why that is yeah. um, in our first segment. So that's the fan gathering, which was over the weekend. Yeah, where I was woo, beaten, woo, woo. apparently. Beaten, yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk in our second segment, Abbey Road. So actually, we have no news this episode. And because of the fan gathering taking up pretty much the weekend, yeah. um, we're actually recording this on the same day that it's going to be released. for the I think the first time in history. Ooh, yeah, so intense. I am recording this today. It's Tuesday. Uh, we are recording this today, as Tuesday, mm. and um, I'm going to edit it and get it out today. But it's going to be a shorter episode as a result of that. True. Just, it's, it's just been manic. I know. It's been absolutely manic this weekend. I know. Um, but we were adamant that we were doing a podcast, and we hope you enjoy it. Yes. All right. So if you need folks listening to this podcast for the first time, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show every Tuesday in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. If you really like what we do and would like to support us on Patreon, then please head over to Patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. The following people I'm about to read out now have pledged over $2.50 for shoutouts on the show. And actually, it's just me reading in this episode because that's how organized we are this time. <laughs> Lauren doesn't even have show notes. Nope. Nope. All right, let's kick it off, Daryl. Doing Darryl. it blind. Yep, Daryl's doing it all. Alright, we have Barry Norton at Nortron Zero, Christian Thompson at Orbits Gaming, Christian Burge, Josh McNabb at J2K9, Lewis James, Satria Jayasudama at Satria625 Ruben, Skylar Loveless, Tiger Crane at Palpa Milkshake, William Trengove at Vonis the Axure, Chris Morales, Eric Decker, Harley Crawley at DarkZT Okami, Keena Johnston at Axken, Michael Graham, Thorin Bullen at Masker23, Zach Duranto at ZDuranto58, Alex Troutman at Akira Namejin, Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson, Genesis Alejandro at Ginnysan7, Jason Rivera at Neo Arcadiac, Joseph Robertson at PKMN, Trainer J, Keith Field at The Mighty Keith, Chris Russell at The Ninja Max, Manning Franks at Like underscore Peyton, Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail, Mohamed Kayum, Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Knack 95, Vitanitas at V underscore Tron 5000, and Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. And now, wow, that was a lot. I've now got a bit of a head rush. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a slight recession here to. But thank you guys so much. Thank cover. you guys for all of the support, and it's been amazing. And yeah, thank you for letting us do this. Um, our, our September, um, 
is it our September notes or our August notes? Our August update notes are going to go live soon. Yes, and we're going to try and do some kind of PBE about everything that's been going on recently. Yeah. Um, because it's been crazy. And now that the event is out of the way, we're hoping that things should turn back we can to more finally, of a normal. Yeah, we can finally sort of get into a normal sort of routine again. Uh, the last couple weeks, we've just been last like... Last months. Oh, it's, it's been just been hectic. horrible. Um, like last night was like the first night that we actually... Well, no, sorry, two nights ago was the first night where I was just like, we're not doing anything. Let's just watch a movie. And that was just like amazing. Yeah. Although you fell asleep during it. But, I fell asleep, uh, you know, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just the what thought happened. that counts. It's the, it is the thought that counts. All right. So um, obviously, yeah, the big thing that happened this last weekend was our fan gathering. Uh, we've been planning this for about the last five or six months. And um, yeah, there was a ton of stuff i mean before like well after the last one happened i kind of said to myself look we're gonna, gonna tone it down gonna make it more simple mm-hmm. um didn't happen no nope. just didn't happen no nope. everybody just wanted to kill us yeah so so we ended up with uh i'd say close to well closing on 150 people at the event this time yeah which is pretty much double the size of the first one we did this time last year so that's obviously crazy like, yeah the, the fact that so it's really awesome come. and most of them were new people as well yeah we had so many new people that we met um obviously loads of old people that have come back and have, have supported us throughout the events that we've been doing um but it was crazy and um yeah i mean it was it was great that all the different activities throughout the day still kind of worked somewhat to plan so yeah we had the pub quiz which i love yeah i love testing people's knowledge yeah, it was really, really great. And um, I think we came up with a really good way of doing it. Uh, we had like an ambassador for each team who kept the team motivation going and really, really helped out everybody. And um, I mean, one of the things that we try to do with the pub quiz, which some people are a bit miffed about like initially when they hear about it, but basically we split everybody up. So um, if it, if it, if you're in a couple, so if you're just like going with a partner, yeah, or you boyfriend, have, girlfriend, husband, wife, we'll, kind of we'll keep you together. But essentially, um, most of the people we, we split up so that you meet new people. And I think it really has helped, uh, people come out of their shells. It's also just helped us to meet new people and help us grow our community even more. Yeah. I think as um, Laura said, like, yeah, it's, it's a little bit daunting when you first hear about yeah. it, but at the same time, you know, I've I've been to events before, and and uh, generally, like when you go to some, like say MCM, like if you don't know anyone before you go, it's very hard to meet it new is. people. It is and, so and, hard. And it, it, I mean, if obviously if you're a, like an extroverted person, you love talking to people, then it's not that difficult. But if you're just kind of like really shy and, and insular and introverted, which is kind of how I am, it's how a lot of people yeah, in our community are. It, it's it's really hard to meet new people. So you know, with the first event, and and I've carried this through. I really wanted to have something that enabled you to actually speak to people. So yeah. during the pub quiz, you have an hour where you're going to spend time with people that you potentially know because you've been seeing these people posting in the groups or interacting with them in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. You don't know them. No. But now you have an hour where you're going to be working with them on something and you might end up with someone in your team that you know quite well, but you're going to end up with three or four people that you don't. Yeah, and it's in your best interest to help each other because you're working together as a team. Yeah, with the pub quiz and obviously, yeah, team this, building. This time, I I really wanted to have people in the teams that, you know, it, not so much a job, but it was just 
they were there to help people feel more comfortable. And, Ambassadors. Yeah, so it's people that Lauren, like Lauren and I knew. We we know they're really nice people, and and they were just kind of there to help people out and and just get people talking and connected. And and from from what I gather, it, it worked out really well. I think so. Um, I saw so many people talking to each other. Um, there wasn't one person I think who I saw at our event sitting alone. Like there wasn't one person who was just looked like they were miserable. Um, by the end of it, like, you know, I think that it's just really, really, really helped everybody come together and, um, enjoy themselves so much more. Cause I mean, this wasn't, this wasn't something that just kind of, you know, happened. I mean, we had two previous events to sort of suss out what worked and what didn't. Like last event, um, we did have some complaints, um, afterwards of people saying that, you know, they just didn't feel like they could melt, mesh well with the people who were on their team. That sort of thing. So we've really just thought long and hard about this process. And I think that, yeah, this time I think was probably the best it's gone. Yeah. And I was a little bit nervous as well because the venue, we had to split the pub quiz over two floors. Yeah. That was, and, uh, that was not ideal, but it worked it, it out. Worked, okay. Yeah. It worked out quite well. And I managed um, the bottom team and then Daryl managed the top team. But, um, I think this time we actually had some random things happening during the pub quiz. So yeah, we had, uh, all the ca- all the teams were named after Final Fantasy fifteen characters. Uh, we ended up having to cut Team Stella, oh, because, poor Stella. because we ran out of seats. Um, She's the Matt Damon yeah. of Final Fantasy. I think people got a really big kick out of it because when people signed in, we were doing the quiz teams, and uh, Team Stella was just crossed out. Yeah, and <laughs> it wasn't intentional. No. No, it wasn't intentional whatsoever. We didn't intentionally cut her from the game. We, we intentionally just... wanted to have her in as a joke. Yeah, yeah, we did. But unfortunately, that was not to be the case. No. Um, um, but... but yeah, other than that, though, we had uh, two special guests who came early who were lovely. Uh, we had Mr. John Campling, who is, of course, the face of Regis. Um, so he, of course, had to go on Team Regis. And then we had uh, Liam Mulvey, who plays Libertus and is also the face of Libertus and uh the mocap for Claris. Yeah, he's like everything. Um he ended up being for Team Libertus and uh funnily enough, Team Libertus won. Yeah, like, they that also crazy. They're also joined by Will Bowden as well, who um yeah. is the mocap for Pilner and a load of other oh, characters. A ton of characters. Um so yeah, like it was great that Team Libertus won. Uh, I know. He, they were so on, surprised. Spurred on by members of the Glaive. I know. Liam was just like what what ha- why <laughs> but yeah no it was really really awesome um that they won and um yeah no it was it was really a great quiz um we had we had quite a few red herrings in there i think it was great as well because questions. The, the quiz i i spit out so there's like a current affairs round where you have to know square enix or new, not necessarily square enix updates but generally final fantasy news from the last yeah. six months and there's a round that favors people that like the first six games and any like Nintendo exclusives like Crystal Chronicles. Um, and then there's the PlayStation round, which is where it favors all the PlayStation specific ones. And then there's an open round where it's like, you know, Final Fantasy 11, Final Fantasy 13, Final Fantasy 14, etc. Mm. And so like each one has an air of specialty. And looking back at some of the answers, like some people absolutely aced certain rounds. Like there yeah. were some people who got max scores, which I was quite surprised at. But then the other rounds, it was just like, oh. Yeah, not so great. It really makes you think like, oh, I am really rough on this, on those games. But to be fair, some of the older ones, like some of those questions were quite 
like sort of difficult. Well, the not most, if you know them. I know, but the most difficult ones for me, at least, are like the like Final Fantasy Eleven ones that you had, where it was just like only people who played Final Fantasy Eleven, and like I. But that's wasn't the funny thing. Play. So like for those, like the Eleven question was really easy. Yeah. But like, if you've never played Eleven, it's really hard. Exactly. It was literally just like name two of the starter races. Yeah. And some people just had no idea because they haven't played Eleven before. No. And like, it's. It's just like, it's it's all about perception. Yes. But, but then we also had a picture round, which was um, all like sort of minor characters from Final Fantasy VII. And like some of them were, you know, you get right away, but some of them are quite hard. Like Priscilla, like, you know, Priscilla, like she's the one who um, has the dolphin. Like, you know of her character. If Mr. Somebody told dolphin. You, yeah. If somebody told you about her character, like you'd know that that was her. But like thinking of her name was just so difficult. Um, and then uh, we had Aerith's mom. Yeah. Uh, literally everyone just wrote Aerith's mom. <laughs> That's so specific. And it's not even her... Re- it's Wait, Ilfana or Ilfana Elmira? Is, yeah, no, Ilfana. Ilfana. Yeah. Um, but no, there was quite a lot. Sam Massey, who was sitting behind me on Team Cindy, he kept asking me for the answers. And I'm just like, no. He's just like, you're so mean. I'm like, I'm sorry. Harsh but fair. Harsh. But fair. But yeah, exactly. so Team Libertas won the pub quiz, and then the Adam Woods House won the final, which was intense. Yeah. So um, we did it so that every person got asked the same question, and then if you got if you got the answer right, then you got a point, and it was first to five points. Now Adam and Jamie, who's the previous winner, got to five points at the same time, so it was sudden death after that point. They stayed sudden death for like ten questions after that, and we were all just and it wasn't the fact they were both getting them wrong; they were both getting them right, <laughs> and it was just like, whoa. <laughs> Okay, I didn't expect this. This is quite crazy. Intense. Because some of those questions were actually quite specific and hard. Yeah. But what I found so silly was the fact that, like, um, and I mean, maybe this is a bit of a detriment, but, like, Jamie's team didn't do very well. So it was, like, crazy that he actually did well in the final instead. What, yeah. What, what kind of question- the team? I know. What kind of questions were in the final? Because I was setting up the raffling. Uh, it was, like, um... I, we discussed on the podcast, but it was the first game to get a sequel, which was Final Fantasy V. Mm-hmm. Uh, name a member of the Spiets from Dead of Cerberus. Oh, uh, um, you did that, yeah, that I did chestnut. That, yeah, chestnut. Um, what was the first game to get a remaster mm. after Final Fantasy um, there were qu- There were quite a lot of specific stuff yeah. in there. The Spiets one, that is so mean. <laughs> but it's like not. It's not if you play Hey, Fantasy, a million people play Dead of Cerberus. All right. Yeah. Um, we obviously had the theatrical tournament, which was won by James Lear. He he regained his crown. Yeah. Uh, then we had triple triad tournament, which was won by Dom Galizia, who um, beat Louise. She's still the queen, though. Yep, queen of cards. Queen of cards. Uh, we had the Final Fantasy trading card game that's play, thanks to our sponsor, Dicing on the Cake. Uh, we had a massive Final Fantasy fourteen battle challenge, which was set up by KT from the Nash Red Wings, and um, where you could basically just, as a primal battle... And yeah, the and then we had time. some pretty sick like uh, raffle prizes for them as well. Like anybody who got to play Final Fantasy fourteen got a chance at um, a signed hoodie from Yoshida-san, a signed uh, Narsh Red Wings hoodie, which I thought was no, no, really it was Heaven's Ward hoodie. Oh, it was a Heaven's Ward hoodie. Oh, never mind, it was a Heaven's Ward hoodie. But that was really cool. But our big things were um, we had a uh, we had obviously Laura mentioned we had uh, the Kingsclave actors there. Yeah, and they did a Q and A and a signing session, and they're they're like the nicest people. They are so sweet. All three of them are just absolute 
dolls. And the Q&A was really good. I mean, we didn't ask that many questions, but they no. they went into such detail about the whole process. So, like, what the casting was like. Yeah. What's it like to do motion capture? Like, how it dip, how it differs depending on the role you're doing. So, like, if mm-hmm. you're doing mocap, mocap or... If you're doing the voice work, um, what, how like long it takes to get the likeness? I in thought it was really interesting what they're what uh, Liam was saying about how um, they actually like played around with him quite a bit. So like they would give him facial hair and then they would make him old, and it must have been so surreal to sort of see yourself in a CG. Yeah, and like also thing, the fact all that, decked out. You know, um, his character breaks his leg like like right yeah. at the start of the film, and you know, for his mocap, they basically gave him a broken leg yeah like they, they had strapped him up yeah it wasn't that they just gave him crutches and said pretend it was like no we're gonna actually simulate like you can't move your leg yeah and you gotta deal with it to yeah. make it more natural which is really cool about like Kingsglaive in general because like those kind of injuries you know you sort of um in some films they're just they'll just pick up their leg and they'll be fine for the rest of the film or whatever but it was nice that they had the consistency of that anyway but um, that's beside the point. But yeah. um, regardless, no, it was it was really great to have all of them there. Uh, John Campling was oh, he was taking so many freaking selfies. <laughs> he was he was in his element, and uh, Liam and Will are just so sweet. But yeah, I mean the big the big surprise that we held back from everyone mm. was that um, we actually had Final Fantasy fifteen and World of Final Fantasy available for people to play. I know, and I was so jealous of the people who got to play both. Oh my gosh, I wish I had had time to play either of them. We were kind of teetering on whether we should announce beforehand or not. Yeah. And uh, like the day before our event, Eurogamer Expo announced that they were going to have both games to play (laughs) at their event. And we were just like, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, We were so tempted to like post a tweet to just be like, well, if you come to our event, you get to play it sooner. Woo. But no, I think it was nice to keep it, to hold it back. I think so too. I think, you know, just... People didn't go crazy, but like I, when I was listening to some of the video about it, you could just hear people just whispering, just going, whoa. Yeah. Like how, how did they get that? Yeah, no, it was really, it was really cool to have both of them there. Um, and I've talked to so many people who said that they got a chance to play it and they were so like grateful yeah, that they got the it chance. Was, it was a different demo. So, mm. um, it was the most recent build and everything. So obviously like, the last time people played anything was Platinum Demo most yeah. of the time. So. You know, I think a lot of people enjoyed playing the upgraded combat system. Yeah. And also it was great. Like a lot of people got to play World of Final Fantasy and, and pretty much every single person I spoke to was just like, yeah, I'm going to pre-order this now. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be it a real, great. really big game. Yeah, no, I think I, I really am excited for World of Final Fantasy as well as Final Fantasy 15. But but no, it was, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we did it like a sign up system, didn't we? Where, yeah. um we so, had like a bit of a raffle because we didn't lottery, have much basically. time. We didn't have much time to give. Um, we wanted everybody to get like a full experience of both games. So um, we had to really limit how many people we could get in. But I think about like 25 people got in in the end. Yeah, I think it was 24 per game. Yeah. Something like that. So that was, that was good then. Um, but yeah, um, it was just it was just really great to have them both there. Uh, but let me just say the consoles were ridiculous. They were so. Oh yeah, carrying, I didn't get to. I didn't have to carry them, thankfully. Turning, like but, getting those in in the morning was was not fun. We had like loads of residents near the venue shouting at us because we were making too much noise. Oh my and, god, the neighbors were horrible. I had one shout at me about the garbage outside, and I was just like, I can't. Like I don't work here. I don't work here. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
but yeah but, um, um before we go on to yeah. the next segment i just want to do a big shout out to barry norton and mm. his uh and and his Lauren. Yes, say. yes, his partner Lauren. And uh, Joe O'Brien as well, who were lovely when we met them. And thanks so much for coming along. Yeah, no, it's great to meet you all. Um, oh, I'm so jealous of uh, Lauren's ultras. That palm is so cute. I love it so much. But yeah, no, it was great. It was great to meet you, um, meet all three of you and um, anybody else that we met. And uh, it was great to see Lewis James dressed up as Hojo um just so many people who came and um i'm i'm working through the list of people now i'm just sort of saying hi and um and thank you and you know um so hopefully hopefully i'll get through that today and thank everybody who who came to the event yeah. and supported us because i mean we can't do it without you and, no, I think, and you know we obviously we have to front up all the costs beforehand and yeah. you know we're really reliant on people actually coming otherwise we end up with the empty venue yeah, which would be very awkward. It would. A little bit. Um, but yeah, we need to move on now to the second segment, which is about Abbey Road. Well, it's not... fine, Daryl. It's something I can't talk about because I had to stay home with my daughter. Well, I'm also, it's out of chronological order because the obviously going to Abbey Road to listen to like a live performance of Final Fantasy 15 is amazing. It's like such an opportunity. But at the same yeah. time, we also had an event that was happening in like three days. Yeah. And so we were like... Do we go? Do we not? Do we go? Do we not? Um, okay, one of us will go. Yeah. Which one of us? Um, all right, Daryl? Okay. I just figured because Daryl's all about the music, and I mean, it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be able to go and do that kind of thing. Like, that was really awesome. And the fact that, like, Yoko Shimomura was there as well yeah, it was, was really cool. It was crazy. So, I mean, I had to go straight off to work, and... Um, yeah, we obviously still had a load of stuff to do on the event. We ended up, because we, we basically lost an evening. Yeah. Uh, we ended up having to stay up to like one, two o'clock in the morning, the night before the event, yeah. planning stuff. But anyway. But, but anyway, but anyway, yeah. So we obviously got to Abbey Road. I met a couple of guys outside. Obviously, it was a very exclusive event. There weren't, I mean, maybe there's like a hundred people tops inside, but there weren't too many community people involved. It was mostly, um, journalists and guests. And, uh, so yeah, we go inside. Um, it's like, security everywhere <laughs> very serious inside no photography allowed or anything like that um went to studio one had like some little pre-drinks and mingle sessions Ooh. and then we went into studio two and obviously the orchestra was all set up and um and yeah we just kind of stood watched and absorbed everything absorbed, absorbed. the whole experience yeah. it I was mean, great watching it online i wasn't really too sure what to expect um obviously I've been to different concerts before. I've been to a couple of distant worlds. I've been to a new world. I've been to Final Symphony. And obviously the settings for those are very different. Yeah. So you've obviously got distant worlds and Final Symphonies where it's like a big, big orchestra, big auditorium kind of setting. Mm -hmm. A new world was in a church. It was a bit more like low key. But again, it was still a big open venue. Yeah. It's just that the the players, there weren't very many players. You had like a piano, a couple of violinists. Yeah. It was a lot. It was the a essential. Lot, yeah, a lot smaller. Um, this was like a recording studio. I mean, a big recording studio at that, yeah. but it was still like a much smaller room with an almost full orchestra. Like they took up pretty much half the room and, um, we were on the other half, obviously. And, uh, actually probably, we probably had less than half. Yeah. Cause there was all of the room for the cameras and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just crazy. Like the amount of like the, the volume that it just read, like just, brought up and i think obviously with those kind of things depending on where you stand or sit you're obviously going to get different acoustics 
um, some songs that really came through. So it was great for me to listen back afterwards to see how they'd uh, done all the audio editing and stuff on the on the YouTube channel for everything. But um, I think, yeah, obviously it was just I'm kind of getting a little bit lost for words here. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know how to, to do it. I mean, I wrote an article about it all, but... It was wonderful. I was, it was, it's, it's, it's really cool for me so far already that, um, the 15, some of the 15 tracks are just ingrained. Yeah. Like, I mean, they only had, te- I think, 10 tracks on the night, but, um, some of them just like, they had a song of the stars to start off. It was like a kind of, um, like introductory piece, which then went into like a really, like a harp prelude. And then there was just, a really small swell and I was just like dawn it's just, it's just dawn straight away like that, I think that's just going to be one of those themes that just sticks yeah. now everyone everyone's going to know dawn it's just that trailer and I, I'm really curious to see how they put that in the game like it just sounded so great um, yeah listening to it the- that's the thing that's interesting though because like this is sort of the first Final Fantasy game that I can think of where the um the music isn't as sort of repetitive i guess yeah that's for, like a lot I of noticed. the scenes because like i mean you think about like final fantasy 10 so the most emotional scenes of final fantasy 10 the music can be repeated so if you pause the game and the music just keeps on going like it'll just keep on going it won't necessarily stop but for this these are like each one is a completed piece like dawn is a completed piece and um it makes me wonder if yeah. actually on the soundtrack it's going to be like that. I don't know. Maybe they'll find a way to transition it so that it can repeat. Because, yeah, like most of the tracks, if you actually listen to them, they're now like a minute and a half, two minutes yeah. before they fade out. Um, yeah, they're very much complete. Like Luna's theme has start, middle, and end. It's not like Luna's theme, let's say, where it's like a, it's built for repetition. Can, yeah. It kind of just, you know... It, they had yeah all the previous themes they generally had a start and end unless it was like Suteki Dana which yeah. it's like it's an actual piece of music whereas yeah these ones like even the battle themes really they kind of felt like obviously they're going to do repeat but they, there's going to be an obvious cut yeah when, when it happens but that one that they did for the um the summons um the one that plays when Ramu um when Ramu comes down like that has a clear ending it's like the it gets all intense with the do 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 like that stuff, and then it has a clear like sort of end, and that's it. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they play in the game. Um, I'm definitely excited to actually have that because like with episode Duskai, we kind of had like a little hint of the music, but it wasn't it it, it, it wasn't complete, was it? They didn't have no. all of the music in. I mean, yet. my. From from my perspective, I'm just thinking back to how I've talked about it before, but with the Ten Two soundtrack, where I listened to a lot of it before the game came out. Yeah. Um. With with Thirteen, I don't really remember them releasing too much of the music beforehand. They obviously did Blinded by Light, which was the battle theme. But mm. You can't really get bored of that. It's it's built for repetition. Yeah. Whereas this, they've they've announced a lot of the music beforehand, and obviously, like there's the piece that we just get fed up with hearing now oh because on every single trailer. Da, da, da. But I think like I'm I'm starting to get expectations about music. Yeah. And I, it's it's dangerous. Yeah. Because like I was listening to Luna, Luna. Obviously, it's you know it was in Kingsglaive. Um, I I think I remember it from Kingsglaive, but I don't think I remember it that well. Um, oh, so it wasn't Kingsglaive. I yeah. kept telling Liam that it and, wasn't. Oops. And that was the <laughs> that was the strange thing because um, Yokushima Mura 
actually said that Luna's theme was written for Kingsglaive. It wasn't written for 15. Mm. So then I'm thinking like, well, if that's the case, how's it going to work in 15? Because it was it was written under the direction of Nazue, not written under the direction of Tabata. Mm. So like, all right. I was listening to the theme at the Abbey Road concert and like it was it was the theme of the night. I mean, I love Dawn. It's a really strong, powerful piece and, you know, you can get emotional. But Luna's theme, listening from start to finish, like I, I can feel like emotions. Like, it's, oh, it, it does. I feel like, emotion. I was, I was welling up a little bit. No. But then I'm thinking like, so get, get I now tissue. have the expectation in the game that this is going to play during a really emotional, like crucial scene because yeah. I just, it just makes sense to me. Like I'm, it's the music itself is already getting me in that mindset. If they just, use some kind of visual cue it's just gonna push it's yeah. just gonna push you over yeah no not literally but it's gonna it's gonna push you over the edge make you really emotional but now if that doesn't happen i'm just gonna be like oh well that was a bit of a wasted opportunity like this music's built for that yeah and the same with noctis i have no idea like part of me is thinking that it's gonna be like titus's theme or sedan's theme where it's just like they were kind of throwaway pieces in the actual game. Like yeah. they were themes for characters, but they didn't really have like they weren't used in a in an in interesting a way. Noxus theme is with with Shirima explaining it. I mean, some people like the explanation. I was a bit ambivalent about it. I just I wasn't expecting that style of music to represent that character, mm. and that's that's actually made me really interested to play the game now because. I didn't like Luna makes sense I get it yeah with Noctis I was like really all right well maybe I've misjudged this character now because obviously again we've got these expectations yeah. about what the character's going to be like but then Shimmer is doing like this upbeat like kind of jovial piece yeah which has a like in my opinion like odes to Dawn um, and she did talk about how it's representing the weight of expectation on its shoulders but it's got Dawn but a positive spin on Dawn like there's a couple of um like the melodies there, but it changes. So I'm like, well, now I'm really curious to see how Noctis is going to play out in the game because maybe because yeah. we, ha- we haven't really actually seen too much about his personality. Yeah, like we know that he's like is supposed to be this sulky teenager, but that music diff- certainly didn't represent a sulky teenager. Yeah, but there again, like a lot of the themes don't really fit the characters too well like the well, people say that the oath is squall's theme but i don't really think that suits him as a character that just suits the moment of the yeah, that's scene a, that's a, a and theme like, that people Titus's shoehorn theme, into being his character I'm just kind of like mm. yeah but zdane's theme it's just like mm. i would have thought that you you were you not know, alone is more of his main character his themes theme. always seem to suck yeah, um, but except like, for Beatrix's theme, but she's not a main character. And Freya. I mean, like the well, main the protagonist. Yeah, the protagonist theme. The supporting character themes generally seem to work a lot better. Yeah, so like Vivi's theme is great. Yeah, Ico's theme is great. Yeah, um, you've got um, Realm's like, theme from Final Fantasy Six. Jack's theme, Orange's oh, theme, one. Terra's, theme. Terra's theme works. Terra's theme is magnificent. But they made that the main theme, though, didn't they? Yeah, but it is it is considered to be Terra's theme, I think, officially. But like, no, it is. It is. Yeah. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Like it was the one time where they kind of actually just said it's yeah. terrorist theme stroke main. Theme. Do, 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 but like, um, you know, in Final Fantasy VII, a lot of the characters had themes. They they work. Mm-hmm. Like Barrett's theme, Tifa's theme. Yeah. Like they work. Aerith's they should theme. say that the main theme is Cloud's theme because that that works really well. Um, but no, I'm, but yeah. I'm just curious to see how it's going to play out with the Noctis based yeah. on that. But yeah, I, I thought like Apocalypse's Noctis again, which was in Kingslave, sounded 
epic with the choir. That was yeah. that was so. I was just kind of like it was one of those things where because it's a massive orchestra and they're yeah. literally about three meters in front of you. It's just you just I got bl- you just get blown away. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean the only disappointing thing about the whole night was that when they said there was going to be numerous character themes and there was just one more. Yeah. I was expecting. I was what well, I was hoping to hear like Prompto, Ignis, Gladio, but yeah. Yeah, it didn't come through fruition. But no, it-, it actually was quite short from what I was sort of thinking it was going to be. Like I felt like it was it was quite a short night. But there again, I guess they just don't want to they don't want to spoil everything. They want to be like, no. here's the whole soundtrack, and have you be like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's fine then. But I did get a lot of Kingdom Hearts feels from it. Yeah, like, so I was Luna's like, theme. Wow, I didn't necessarily appreciate it when I first heard it. Yeah. The that, beginning doesn't sound like it, no, really. No, but sort of, I think it's about maybe 30 seconds to about the minute. There, you just dearly beloved. It's yeah. just there. And there is definitely Distati, um, or at least the Symphonic Fantasies version, where it's like, da, 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 da. It's like, that just sounds like Distati. Like, that's so Distati. But it's good. Like, it's not bad. It's just really epic. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much... Uh... That's pretty much it for I think this episode. There's yeah. probably more we could talk about with the stuff, but we we need to we need to wrap up unfortunately so I can have time sure. to edit this. Yay! Um so yeah, actually just before I just anyone who did come to the fan gathering or is thinking like as as maybe just held off coming to mm. one before, um, do come along. Like you will meet new people. Yeah. It, it's it's I mean, aside from the fan fest, it's the biggest collection of final fantasy fans that will come together and you know we we're continuing to grow and you know it's it's all about the community for us you know we're a pre-existing community uh we all know each other like you if you if you do come along you'll just be absorbed into what we already are yeah you know yeah i think like with some people i was sort of saying like it's almost something where you wish you could have every day where you were just surrounded by like-minded people all the time and um it's a shame that you can't be but it's nice that we sort of have this to connect everyone but yeah uh right so music this episode is from final fantasy 8 the original song is the landing mm. uh, and it's arranged by pontus holtgren it's one of daryl's favorite pieces yeah it is mm. it's great what got me into really paying attention to video game music uh all right so our next episode is going to come out on the 27th of september uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes Store if you just search for Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts if you want to. Then we we pretty much just come up. Uh, and obviously, if you want to check us out on YouTube, go to forward slash FF Union Bids. Be sure to check out FinalFantasyUnion.com as well. And if you want to support us on Patreon, please head to patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. And with that, I think we need to round it up. Bye, guys. Uh, Dara saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>